Yeah, I don't know, man. You ever just feel like life is just catapulting towards like, some greater purpose? The only DJ crazy enough to tattoo Jackie Brown on his ass. <laughs> this is Michael Mann, and I ride with extended clip. Can you believe these guys have notes? Bunch of point de- we got a bunch of poindexters. <laughs> oh my god, it's the LSATs over here. Yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah, you sat, you sat and you took an L. <laughs> you with, with your That's bitch ass. Up. Hey, come with on your now. Bitch ass. Dude, there's come so on. much gold in these fucking nuts. You guys don't even fucking oh, know. Oh, yeah. Man. Welcome to Extended Clip. I'm one of your hosts, Eddie Averill. I'm Malcolm Baum. I'm JT White. And joining us on the couch... Two bad boys from the other side of town, from the wrong side of the tracks. They're giving they, us hell earlier, man. They were, the, yeah, dude. We were lighting us. your asses up. We oh, had the fuck. gauntlet. Yeah, dude. A a podcasting duo, uh, a couple of stand up comedians, also. Uh, but we're we're here to talk to them as podcasters. Podcasters, podcasters, podcasters. Podcast two podcasts. Yeah. Uh, one is a returning champion, and the other is making his presence known. For the first time on this podcast, it's Nate Fisher and Will Sennett. Ooh, hello, Good everybody. Good evening, everybody. They're known as the two guys two that guys. everyone likes to laugh at. That's a good. That's a good tagline for you. Yeah, guys, we're the right? guys that people like but don't love. Yeah, you know? to laugh. <laughs> we're the guys who are around. The guys that get the guys that get snickered at in yeah. some way or another. The guys who you were like, oh, we should have invited them. Yeah, you know that. Yeah. Guys who were like, I haven't heard from them in a few months. Are they doing anything? Oh, they're doing good. When, yeah. was they, when, was that, when did they leave their house last? One of them said they had something in the works that sounded cool, but I don't. Remember I don't. What I can't remember. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They did they leave? Did they move? Well, they're here. On well, the podcast, yeah. yeah, that's how you know. That's how you know you're doing well. You know? Yeah, you know you're doing well when <laughs> yeah, you yeah. come all the way out to Highland Park to be on extended clip in person, doing the rounds while yeah. the NBA playoffs are on television. Yeah, uh, the the uh, the duo of a closer look, the probably best podcast of all time, is that? here for a duo of films uh, joining us on the extended clip reunion tour. We got. Will Success Spoil Rock Hunter by Frank Tashlin from 1957 and All the Marbles, the 1981 film by Robert Aldrich. Um, why, why these two films? Why did you guys want to bring... I, I couldn't see why a couple of guys like you yeah. would want to bring... You know, Nate told me that you assigned us these two films. Excuse me. Oh, Excuse me. Nate told me. He said, I don't know why they picked these two films, but these are the two films no, we're no, watching. No, 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 are no, no, no. you that is kidding not me? That is not are, true. Nate, are you that kidding is not, me, dude? That is not true. What the That is hell? absolutely not true. I kind of figured that is exactly what's true. I asked you, I said, why'd they pick these two? And you said, I don't know. No, 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 no. We had a conversation where we were discussing absolutely we what? No, 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 no. They discussed. Eddie came to me oh and was like, "Here's this God, thing we're dude. doing. We picked two movies from these random two years." And I was like, "Okay, Not here's true. a bunch of movies. Uh, one of them can we do all the marbles? And then here's just a bunch of movies from Nate 1956 talks, Just because you're talking the loudest doesn't mean you're right. I am. It, it, I will continue to talk even louder <laughs> until you agree with me. This is I such a be- this is such a betrayal of <laughs> it my is not. Choice. I didn't. We're kind of a strict podcast. I hadn't even seen one of them. This is fucked. This is, you know that I. I I, know. I thought I figured because you'd already seen it, it was assigned to us. Yeah. No, no. One of the ones that you've already seen all the marbles. And I was like, we talked about. We we, really didn't. No, 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 no. Eddie and I talked about it. 
<laughs> and and he his you came up with the rules for this, right? Sure. You yeah. came up with the parameters, and then I came up with some Just suggestions over my within head. the parameters. I was not the person. Unbelievable. I, this is not the person that makes the thing. Unbelievable. I'm not the decider. I may have had some input, but I was not the decider. Or honestly, the honestly, Nate. Good for you. You got away. You got away with it. See, Successful what, what crime. What are you talking about? Heist. Heist completed. I have the minutes That's of right. Nate and I's meeting up on my phone right now and while i want to say that he's vindicated i want to say he's also kind of underselling his role like i had a part in it he, boom three oh messages in a row this, double feature ideas here we go and then two messages that basically set up our double feature and i say jesus christ banger both are super sick but it's number one boom that's it that's my input is so really not much input at yeah. all Look, I, I'm a creative guy. A, I come up with a lot of good ideas. I can't. I, can't my God. I don't remember who takes my ideas or even who came up with them. Because well, I come up with so, so many, I don't know if I came up wait, with them or well, not. Does not mean you hated the movies? I loved the movie. <laughs> I no, don't get me wrong. I had a blast. <laughs> oh, you're complaining about well, watching the movie? Not, yeah, no, 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 always. No, 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 no. Oh, Nate, thanks so much for taking me to this awesome restaurant. No, no, no. He always has to pick. I'm complaining. I need a restaurant so bad. Why do you always have to pick? I'm complaining because Nate is conniving and scheming <laughs> as usual and making me try to feel crazy. So this is like a pattern. One of us has to This is an scheme. absolute pattern. One of us has to I scheme. I have schemes. Yeah, why, why? I have plenty of schemes. I would like to see the reverse of this because this kind of lays it out like, yeah, Nate's definitely the schemer here. He's running the sting twice a week just like on like how to pick the restaurant every time and go to yeah. the movies. I want to see Will run a Nate's, scheme Nate's been paying $200 extra a month. <laughs> For the oh, last year okay. and a half, how about that, bitch? Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, I'm going to fucking Dubai on your on your dollar. <laughs> oh, I have. Yeah, how about that? I have the parking space. That's Ooh. fine. Ooh, he has three yeah. DUIs. So yeah, three DUIs. I don't even have a damn car. That's oh yeah, yeah. That's sick. who drove us here. What's that? Who drove us here? Well, the only reason that I yeah, drove us here right. was because right, because dude. no, no no because you. It's like if driving Miss Daisy, if Miss Daisy was driving. No, That's you are you are the, the you are trying to be you're the girl. You are trying to be George and you're yeah, Lenny. Movie, movie. You're no. trying. To, you are Lenny. No, you're Lenny. No, you're Mister Mr., Mister Mrs. Daisy. Lenny's the slow one, right? Look at Mister Miss Daisy. I thought you guys were talking about Lenny and Squiggy. Who's Who? Squiggy? Who? This is some. What is this? Boy. Classic sitcom couple, you know, like odd couple type thing, you know. From what? But is that Who's, from whoa, the? Whoa, is that, are you guys talking about Lenny from The Simpsons? No, what? George Who's and Lenny and Squiggy and Men. <laughs> who did you mean? Yeah, I, don't I know. still don't you know. You just who said you know is. they're like Ziggy an odd couple, speaking. but like who? from what? <laughs> the show was called Lenny and Squiggy. Yeah. Yeah. Man. No, it wasn't. Hey, that's don't. not true. <laughs> what are you talking about? I don't have a, the DVDs a, to prove it, but there was a <laughs> Kenny and Spenny. He's thinking of Kenny and Spenny. Hey, Kenny and Spenny. That wasn't a cartoon, though, right? No, no that was on Comedy Central. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Boy, you are out your damn mind. <laughs> Consulting the extended clip research uh, department right now. Me, all I'm saying is me, Malcolm, JT, we're coming out of this squeaky clean. <laughs> You and Nate, you and Nate look like lunatics. That was a secret alliance. Yeah, oh, dude. Okay, yeah. okay. Yeah. I'm so sorry it. that uh, Lenny and Squiggy were the neighbors from Laverne and Shirley. Oh my god! Oh, of course. <laughs> How could I forget? <laughs> oh, of course. Damn. Boo. <laughs> I know all of Laverne and Shirley's neighbors. <laughs> Oh, I don't know. Uh, Lenny and the Squigtones is a fictional musical group headlined by Michael McKean and David Landers. There's the other side of the street. There was Mr. Grimp. 
There's the mailman Abner Throde. That was kind of All those for guys. The, for the image. Bad for the extended clip image right there. That, that I know about. about old sitcoms. Uh, let's, we, they we had that you. dog named Gelp, didn't they? They had that beautiful dog <laughs> named Gelp, and it died in the third season. And how sad that was that Gelp died. The only old TV thing I know is Straight to the Moon. That's all, you know. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, yeah, honeymoon. The spousal yeah, abuse. Yeah, 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 yeah. spousal abuse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there was one where that's like how the show ended, right? Like she got I to the know. moon. I, yeah, yeah, that's. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, that's how it ended. One hell of a punch. In this delightful motion picture entitled. Uh, title of this delightful motion picture is. The Girl Can't Help It. No, we made that. Hmm. Well, anyway. Uh. This picture is about uh, advertising agencies and television commercials. And it is called Gertrude Crestview 5412. Oh, no. Well, anyway. Anyway, uh, the picture takes place in New York City, New York. And the name of it is. Will success spoil Rock Hunter? Will success spoil Rock Hunter? Will success. Spoil Rock Hunter is the question. It doesn't matter why we watched this movie. It matters that we did watch this movie. This is a great movie. And Malcolm, if I recall Wait, correctly, your Twitter I, avatar... I gotta call you out. So did you oh. come here to honor me? What, <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> did the, I, did you, was that a pick, like an honor, like an homage to me or something? No, because my Twitter AVI is from... Will success? It is. Yeah. It is. That that still really has like three pipes in his mouth. Oh, oh that, damn! Yeah, I've yeah. never been able to see up close enough. You never. I, you never zoomed in. I never <laughs> really zoomed in on Malcolm's avatar. I've never either. zoomed in on anyone's avatar. I just. I just see like a blob. I was and just like Malcolm look old as hell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my, my man. <laughs> yeah, Mal Malcolm gets stoned for real. <laughs> I feel he, like <laughs> Malcolm on that Bin Laden pipe. He put three types of weed in three different pipes. <laughs> Shit got me looking like Tony Randall. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I feel like that kind of makes me look like racist or something. Like just having like the old Why? white guy profile. Oh yeah, kind of oh, like yeah. you're a statue guy kind of. Yeah. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, maybe I am. You're a return <laughs> to tradition of the Jerry, uh, the Jerry Lewis sculpture. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, they took this away, and it's a picture of Frank Tashlin like looking at a big set of titties, yeah. and they gave us this, and it's Paul Feig dressed super, you know. Mm. Yeah. Super well, super. <laughs> what? I don't know. You know? Uh, can you we'll finish this? For me. Spoil Rock Hunter. Well, Malcolm, so you're you're obviously a big fan of this yeah. film. You've seen this film before. Yeah. Uh, Nate, you had not seen this film before. I have though. not. What uh, was what was your initial reaction? What was your initial takeaway here? Um, I was I was very um, I got very fired up. Yeah. Um, I I don't know if this is spoiling it to any of the un uh, untrained viewers, but there is um. It's a very anti-TV movie, mm -hmm. okay. which uh, I got really, really fired up and excited about. Um, we love we love looking down on television. <laughs> I don't know if anybody Absolutely. else can relate. Um, yeah, no, just it's it's the it's it's one of those movies where um, it feels like the way I look at reality, like put out in the world. You know, not the 
you know the titty stuff or whatever but like you know like they're like the 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 looney tunes-ness the 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 vibrance the way people bounce off of each other it's it's sick i loved it it's um cool as hell yeah and i mean frank tasselton obviously comes uh, originally from animation did some classic looney tunes as a director before moving into live action and the looney tunes sensibility never really got away from him just like the the insertion of gags where there's already a whole comedic structure to a scene but it's like you could add another gag that seems completely out of this world because it worked in looney tunes and it'll work <laughs> in a movie too sometimes uh yeah, I, I fucking love this movie. What you said about looking down on TV is so true. I mean, there's there's an interlude toward the end of this movie that is basically just saying, uh, hey, you pigs, you, you fucking, I almost said a bad word, idiotic TV watchers. Uh, I bet you want to have a commercial break right now, right? I bet you want to look at me on a really small screen and have a commercial break because you're so stupid because you watch TV. And how about the radio audience? Let me just narrate everything that happens, you blind idiots. Uh, fucking awesome. I love that. That's like the 50s. One of the major themes is Hollywood going bigger to compete with television. Mm -hmm. Of course, that's why Cinemascope comes around and is such a big deal. And you have all these big historical epics and stuff like that. A lot of it looks kind of phony and is kind of corny looking back. Uh, but I think this is a much better jab at that within, you know, the social satire. The that fake runs ads, the whole film. too. The fake oh, yeah. ads are yeah. awesome in the beginning where it's like, from the makers of Spam, try Spum. Delicious, <laughs> delicious uh, sausage and ham meat. <laughs> Maybe really, that's like the Tropic Thunder opening. It is, yeah. 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 It really oh, yeah. is exactly Booty like sweat, the Tropic yeah. Thunder opening. Wow. Kind of similar movies in some sense. Well, well no, this let's, film let's, was a little uh, more yeah, progressive, wow, yeah, you know. Yeah. It actually yeah. cast people of color in yeah. certain <laughs> roles. <I'm just> <laughs> <laughs> True. Don't condone. We don't condone. Ladies and gentlemen, this break in our motion picture is made out of respect for the TV fans in our audience who are accustomed to constant interruptions in their programs for messages from sponsors. We want all you TV fans to feel at home and not forget the thrill you get watching television on your big 21-inch screens. I have a 21-inch screen myself, and it's loads of fun. TV is a remarkable invention. Where did you go? Oh, there you are. Hi. But I think looking down at TV, uh, it did make me think like uh, when I was watching that interlude part, I was like, yeah. He's right. I mean, you know, even with streaming, it's like if you're watching Succession, you got time to text. You got time to look mm -hmm. at your phone a little bit. You know, it's not a. It's like the the way that TV operates, and also this made me think about current TV because of fan culture in this movie, and it's yeah. like the height of like fan magazines and all these like crazy, you know, celebrity studio gossip. PR yeah. stunt moves, celebrity gossip, and it kind of translates directly to contemporary stand culture online, and like these people that are just psychotic and devote their entire identity to worshiping one celebrity. This was like the original height of it, you know, with like the fan magazines and everything like that. And uh, yeah, I love how this movie uh, hates that. Like it just makes it all seem so fucking stupid and worthless. And I, I think this film was a big uh, failure at the time financially. And anything this cynical in the 50s was going to be a failure. This is just like you can't be this cynical and bitter about the industry and 
be successful in the time of like the big 50s epics and stuff but i fucking love this movie i mean i feel like it does it in a playful way to where it is cynical but it's like i don't know like it never feels too mad you know mm-hmm. what i mean it's all about yeah it's still play- having fun playfulness jokes colors all that shit. it's making fun yeah well no yeah it loves everything it, 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 it's it's cool as hell like i mean the guy the guys we should say the plot of the movie the sure. guy um uh, falls bass backwards into dating Jane Mansfield and develops the best life ever. Yeah, and then his girlfriend is like, "I need to, I need to start working out all the time to keep my man." Yeah. And me and Will were like, "That's kind of bars for yeah. real." Well, I, I was, like, I was, we need to go back I to mean, this. Sometimes, shit. Sometimes, you know, they be getting a little too comfortable. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> they really do. I, this movie awoke in something where it's like this is going to be like a manosphere roundtable because of uh, a lot of the masculine theory. Yes, it is. In this movie, oh, it yeah. does have a lot of male mindset. It's yeah. got a lot of. Very, I mean, like, well, this is... it is like it is like the whole sex thing and like male mindset, but also Tony Randall is just like so desperately trying not to get pussy. In yeah, this yeah. Movie too. He's like he's like allergic to it. He's like he has like he's the trade up is not even considered considered in his mind yeah. well that's what i no, love about the he's main, all about business deals it's the coolest kind of guy who has success because yeah he 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 gets immense success does not use it to get pussy but instead he uses it to to snub guys in the hallway yeah, 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 yeah. which is you memes, it's like one of those memes where it's like girlfriend no special place to poop (laughs) (laughs) no but i think that's a major theme running through this movie is that like his job is emasculating he has this super successful job but like it's tony randall it's this guy who's not going to be like the super macho guy in earlier movies he could be kind of coded as a little homo even and uh i mean like a little bit homo not a small homo but (laughs) (laughs) Yo, man, you coding a little homo right like, now. <laughs> <laughs> Eddie went back for seconds on that one. No, I, I, I went back for clarifications. I know what you're going back for seconds on. But, uh, <laughs> oh, wow. hell no. No, but anyway, so his job is partially like to sell female sex appeal, right? And like he's selling like lipstick and all this stuff that's like selling sexuality. And yet he is this cucked, emasculated guy uh, who, you know, a classic setup for back then. He has a perfectly fine, like, girlfriend, wife, whatever. It is just like, well, there's going to be a story. So the, you could kind of yeah. fuck off for got the niece, Got the niece life. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, he's so emasculated by it that he ends up falling into a relationship with literally a sex symbol, playing herself as a sex symbol, kind of playing more of a satire of Marilyn Monroe, but also a bit of herself. And uh, he's just like, no, oh, God, oh, fuck, no, no. He's a good man. Yeah, he's all about hard work and success. That's why. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, the the metaphor theory is he's got to keep his pipe wet. That's yeah. that's the metaphor <laughs> running through is that that pipe's got to stay wet. And wh- what that means to every man, I think, is different. Because Rock Hunter, that's not every man's version of success. But mm-hmm. some men, that's what you want. You just want yeah. to keep that pipe wet. No, I mean, it's great talking about like his friend who's like his boss at the beginning, like that little monologue he gives on success, you know, the women are more willing and, you know, all yeah, that yeah. stuff. It's, it is kind of funny how it's like, you know, you saying like there's everyone has a different idea of success. It's like his friend would kill to be, you know, Tony Randall right now. But it's yeah. just like, you know, it's just on the perimeter, you know. So it's it's just kind of funny how, you know, Randall doesn't seem to appreciate the situation that, you know, you think a lot of guys would like. But it's he's just a hustler. Yeah, he's he, he you no, know, because it's like the 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 coolest thing about it is like it's like, what do you actually want in this world? Yeah. I don't I don't care about hoes. I don't care about fame. 
I want the cool place to take a dump, and I want the good weed. That's <laughs> yeah. it. And, and he gets, I want. I want to. I want to fill my pipe with the good stuff, and I want to do it. I want to. And I want to do it in the nicest bathroom. The executive washroom is like the idea of that is still maybe the most alluring part of corporate life. Having oh, yeah. your own work bathroom. Like, especially for these guys being, mostly being married men, uh, so they still share the bathroom with the wife. This is a place at your office where you spend eight plus hours a day where you can just, like, paint the bowl. No problem. <laughs> <laughs> just go off. Not flushing. Bring a, bring a Put book. stuff in towels in there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Somebody's clean that up. It's not me. <laughs> yes. I'll spend the whole there's, day in the bathroom. There's yeah. a minimum wage worker whose entire job is cleaning your toilet. <laughs> you know I'm having meetings in there like Lyndon Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> I'm making him stand outside the door. <laughs> like, compare that to, like, almost every restaurant job I've ever had where there's one restroom in the whole place and it's for customers and workers alike and it's like... Like, really? You expect me to get high in that bathroom? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Will and I loved the, about the movie how much the guy was us. Yeah, we, yeah. We felt we, we felt it was very uh, we felt very like represented in the sense of like we are we are um, climbing a ladder by accident, mm-hmm. and, yeah. uh, and we're doing it in a way that is uh, uh, all we can do is despair. You can never, you can never take, you can never take, you can never take joy in any. Absolutely not. No, 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 no. There's no solace to be had. Yeah. Uh, JT, what, what did you think about this movie? Had you seen much Frank Tashlin before this one? Um, I think I've seen a few of uh, his uh, Jerry Lewis collabs, mm-hmm. and then some of his like Looney Tunes work. And I was like, obviously primed, ready to love it, and I did. And yeah, I don't know. It's just like. It has that crazy, like, frenetic, like, sensibility to it, like, right from the beginning. It's, like, punchy and, like, on the nose in, like, all the points where it matters. Like, literally, like, uh, I just watched this, like, I don't know, like, a few hours before we started recording. And just, like, I love that sort of, like, the... When he has it all there at the moment, there's literally a song like about how it's like, this is everything you've wanted. And it's like his name glowing like in the like on the executive like office thing. Mm -hmm. Everything like that is just so crazy and over the top. And it does it with such a light breezy style like from right from the beginning. Like um, I think there's that like montage where like Tony Randall is like. Like I, he thinks he's gonna get fired or something, where he's just like getting massages <laughs> yes. or like at doctors' offices in various places, and all those cuts were so funny. Uh, there's also a like surreal Groucho Marx cameo at the Wild. end, where Groucho oh. Marx gets to be horny. Which, George Schmidlap. Yeah, you yeah. gotta love that. That's like just a great note to go out on, you know. And it feels like it's critical of like everything like not just art and media and film but just like the whole system like capitalist whatever it's probably not like frank tashlin's like dude we're gonna overthrow the capitalist yeah, system trying to go marxist uh, no but it's like it is, it is it, so true the the job market and like competitive stuff like that can be farcical and chaotic and yeah you know uh it can be a story of a guy reaching those heights purely by being a doofus who's like scared of big boobs where you know frank tashlin clearly is not scared of big <laughs> boobs he, he does the, the tony randall just as by the way just does the funniest like like 
acting as other characters. It was like him doing like the little voices and like the little facial expressions uh-huh. of like what it means to be cool. Like that's why that's what I love about like how how like I don't know what the word I'm looking for is like gooey like Frank Tashlin's directing is <laughs> that just like guys can just do that with their faces and stuff. Mm-hmm. They can just look so <laughs> fucked up. It's yeah. awesome when he just like when he like acts all smug. He looks like a he looks like like a way a cartoon animal would look smug. You know, yeah. it's awesome. I think that the the smart way to close on this is to read from a smart guy because like we've been like having fun riffing on this movie, but it's also like high art kind of you know. Oh like, yeah, obviously. Uh, so I'll I'll end with a little Jonathan Rosenbaum here. It kind of nails, uh, hits the nail on the head here. Uh, it creates this dystopian version of New York in which TV and advertising rightly perceived as synonymous obliterate the divisions between public and private. I think that pretty much sums up the whole arc of rock Hunter right there. Yeah, I was basically, Mm -hmm. I was basically going to say that, but you got there. The thing is, yeah, this is not the first time. This is not an isolated incident. Yesterday I saw Jonathan Rosenbaum post like it was like classic like Jonathan Rosenbaum dot org slash one one five eight whatever it's like a still is like a picture of a woman's breast from a movie yeah. but I click through and it's this tw- it, it, it just says like I would strike out Timothy Chalamet on three pitches he's biting his whole shit like, <laughs> <laughs> damn I didn't know where you're going with that one. yeah I was like okay <laughs> I that was real for a second I was like wait what the fuck <laughs> oh actually before we move on can yes. can we uh did you guys see the bit from uh tony Randall's wikipedia page have we talked about this no about please, oh, please so talk about it. i pull it up will do you want to oh, read it wait, you, will you do the honors now. for me i remember this now so this is uh from tony Randall's personal life in his wikipedia randall was married to his high school sweetheart florence That's gibbs sweet. from 1938 until her death from cancer on april 18th 1992 sweetest guy of all time nice. beautiful guy how about that on November 17th, 1995, at the age of 75, he married 25-year-old Heather Harlan, an understudy from the School for Scandal in which Randall was starring at the National Actors Theater. The ceremony was officiated by Rudy Giuliani. <laughs> I see the cherry on top. Dude, what a life. I mean, it's, it's literally this movie. And it's, movie, yeah. it's this movie in microcosm. Well, hey, he stayed loyal. He, you know, and he got his reward. That's what we're saying. Yeah, he did, yeah, you know yeah. what? He if did I'm nothing his, wrong. Yeah. yeah, he did not a damn thing wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, this, this is a great movie. I give it four bullets. I give it four and a half bullets. Wow. And, uh, and Randall, they brought their all. I I don't. This is out of five. Yeah. yeah. I give it. I give it four uh, swords. I, I don't, I'm not into. I'm more into the blade. The blade. The I give it four bigger, sharper swords. You guys are fucking libtards trying to take our guns away. Yeah, JT, you don't need a gun. You don't need a gun when you've mastered the blade, dude. <laughs> I'll, I'll close it out with four and a half bullets. Great. Got the scores in. That's all you need, really. People people fast True. forward through the podcast, get the scores, go on. It's, I don't put it in the info, though, because you got to get the cl- smart. You got to make them work yeah. for it. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, gotta yeah. Make, yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll be right back on Extended Clip. Well, I thought a pipe would give me... A successful Gregory Peck look. Gregory Peck? Darling, you're not making any sense. You know something? You're right. I couldn't even keep the darn thing lit. You know, I met a psychiatrist at a party once, and he told me that my pipe smoking revealed my psychic tensions. Half of me wanted 
success, while the other half wanted failure. So I couldn't make up my mind whether to inhale or exhale. And that's why my pipe would go out. And he was right. I couldn't keep my pipe lit, and now I'm out. Oh, yeah, old school clip, man. And we're back on extended clip. It's Malcolm in the middle. Life is unfair. Everybody's favorite segment. Malcolm, how's how's life been treating it's you been lately? It's been really good. But I gotta I gotta reverse that. How about you? How about how's life for you, Eddie? Because I never, you know, it's always about my life. They know too much at this point. I was not ready for this. You gotta prepare me for this in advance. I'm not ready to talk about my personal life on our public podcast. Well, just thumbs up, thumbs down. Three stars. That's good. Yeah. Um. Uh, you know. It's fine. <laughs> I don't want to go into actual detail. Of that. Now I understand why you feel so pressured every time I ask you. How no, your there's life no pressure. Is going. My, no, there's no pressure, man. My life is beautiful. <laughs> it's a easy. Uh, thing there's to also do. a writer's strike impending, and uh, I work in the film industry, and uh, so I'm like I haven't worked in like three yeah. weeks, which is a little antsy. But it's the NBA playoffs, so I'd rather be unemployed. That's the, that's looking at it sunny side up. God's plan. Uh, but I've been watching some movies. Okay, what, what have you seen lately? Uh, you know, just the other night, right before I saw Jimmy Butler put on one of his all-time playoff performances, I rewatched Bodu Saved from Drowning. See, oh, this is the thing about playoffs. You gotta fit in the movies where you can. The weekends, there's fucking four games. That's almost 12 hours of basketball. You don't, You can't physically watch a movie after 12 hours of basketball. So... The other day, uh, I was like, let's get something under 90 minutes. It's like 2 o'clock. I'll get a movie in, and then I have a beautiful night of basketball. Quick fix. Little did I know. Well, actually, I did know. I've seen this movie before. It's one of the best movies ever. <laughs> uh, Jean, Jean Renoir's uh, Baudou Saved from Drowning is about like a, a bourgeoisie guy in France in the 30s seeing a homeless guy being like, that dude seems like he's kind of awesome like he's fucked up but he's kind of awesome let's let's bring him in let's domesticate him you know uh and so he wrecks everything at the house you know uh tries to kiss all the grope all the women kiss all the women you know wrecks the house doesn't know how to eat properly and he's a big slob and it's uh that's what happens when you try to help out the homeless i guess (laughs) No, it's, it's it's a beautiful movie. It's like a very simple kind of moral tale. Uh, mm-hmm. And it is one of the greatest performances ever by Michelle Simone as Baudou, the homeless drifter who just belongs to the rivers of Paris. He just likes to hang out, just fucking <laughs> sing his old songs, get drunk, just hang out by the river, be an old man. Be. You don't gotta you don't gotta fuss with all you this upper class <laughs> Parisian life. You yeah. can just hang out by the river. <laughs> Damn, I love that. I love that you had two hours to kill, and you're like, ah, what the fuck am I going to do? <laughs> <laughs> well, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to rewatch a movie from 100 years ago about a bum who falls in a creek. <laughs> <laughs> that's what we, that's, that's, you know, that's the kind of the basis of the podcast. That's a really yeah. good yeah. <laughs> commitment. I mean, yeah. I admire the commitment to the, to the craft. JT, have you watched anything noteworthy of, of, of late? Uh yeah, recently I checked out uh the 2009 Nancy Myers movie uh It's Complicated. Oh yeah. Whoa. Uh I've been going rom-com mode pretty hard recently and uh I don't know. This one just like poster alone has some like iconic mugging. <laughs> like the Meryl Streep look she's making after like Alec Baldwin has just like the greatest post nut smile. Oh, I know that oh, smile. I, I, I remember what you're talking about. <laughs> You've ever you know seen. Smile? Oh, I love that smile. 
No, I remember walking to Little League with my friend that year. It was like our last league of little last year of Little League before high school, eighth grade. And uh, he's like, "Dude, I saw that movie. It's complicated." It w- I know they're old, but like it was kind of hot. Oh, <laughs> nice. I was like, dude, what? Oh. That boy's ahead of his time, yeah. dude. The boy had milf mania. Yeah, my God. <laughs> JT, am I remembering correctly? Is there a scene where Alec Baldwin and uh, Meryl Streep smoke a joint together in that movie? That oh, yes, uh, there is. It's Steve Martin, actually, oh, uh, and uh, Meryl Streep. It's Alec Baldwin gives Meryl Streep the joint. He's like, save it for later for me. And then, because it's like the, it's the, it's the go between, it's, it's the love triangle between the three of them. And uh, they are going to like a dinner party. It's just like the great, like, I don't know, seeing like some of the played out, like, or not played out, but like the staples of like the rom-com genre, like here, like you get Meryl Streep and the girls having wine, talking about like, what if a woman hasn't had sex and her pussy gets like, like got shut. (laughs) (laughs) It's like part of the combo. You get boomers being like smoking pot for the first time and being like, wow, this shit hit different. Don't (laughs) uh, just like so many. And like Steve Martin's like, I don't know. Like when I get high, I feel like I have very, I have very noticeable like squinty eyes. And like Steve Martin, I can't imagine they gave him like he he got high during the making of this film. I don't think the antics on a Nancy Myers movie. Mm-hmm. Like I don't think they go. I think Nancy keeps it clean. Uh, <laughs> yeah, sure. none, none of that drug nonsense on set. Keep it PG thirteen like, on set, guys. <laughs> he has the squintiest like his stoned acting phenomenal. <laughs> No, yeah, I, that I I mainly remembered that. Basically, yeah, there's some raunchy sex, and that there's you know they smoke weed in that movie. That's pretty much all I remember. You That's know? all you need to know. That's the, there's uh, like a, there's there's like a Spanglish type scene where uh, Meryl Streep takes uh, Steve Martin to to her bakery to seduce him by baking Ooh. croissants for him. Honestly, oh, yeah, that's sick. a great scene. Great scene. See, that's the power of Nancy Myers. That movie has some of the worst actors of all time in it. Uh, it has Jim from The Office. And it has, oh, uh, yeah. Zoe Kazan also. Damn. <laughs> Two CIA <laughs> agents. <laughs> I don't remember like, Kazan in that. Yeah, dude, she's the daughter. Uh, yeah. And she, uh, the, her whole role Classic, is like, right? Mom, why do you have a boyfriend? <laughs> <laughs> You're too uh, old to get fucked. That's the power of Nancy Myers. is that movie is so watchable. Every time it's on uh, YouTube TV and there's a commercial break between uh, during a basketball game, I will, uh, I'll, I'll pop over to any Nancy Myers movie for 15 minutes. Well, also, there's a little bit more juice to anything Alec Baldwin does now, too. You know, true. You He's a killer. Like, it's so true. Yeah, yeah. Stone Cold. It's like uh, watching OJ highlights. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, damn, this guy used to ball. <laughs> 2,000 yards? Damn, dude. Putting you know what? He didn't do rock. it. <laughs> I know I know. they tried to stick a charge on him, whatever. He, he's innocent. <laughs> he didn't kill her. I'm trying to make an example out of him or something. Yeah, yeah. That memorabilia was his, too. Yeah. Like, that yeah. was stupid. Yeah. Uh, you guys watch anything recently? Have we? Have we? No, I no. feel like no. I just <laughs> nice. No, <laughs> yeah. No. Sorry, man. I just watch NASCAR these days. Yeah. That's that's all I watch. Anything good happened in NASCAR recently? Uh, uh, no, don't ask him that. You don't want to. Yeah, you can't. You, <laughs> holy fucking shit! You do not want to ask him that question. <laughs> uh, a car flipped over like nine times. That, that, that was pretty cool. sick. The guy cool. went to the hospital. Okay. That was pretty I like cool. prayers up. Well, yeah, because you want him to get better. That's yeah. what I like yeah, about yeah, it. Yeah, He's yeah. good. He's chilling. I like cool. the fast recovery. Oh, I watched the new guy, Richie, uh, Operation Endgame. 
yeah. So tight. Yeah? I'll oh, my gosh. I've that. never been yeah. more confident that a movie was made for tax reasons than I was that movie. It was, like, you could tell, you could tell it was a, po- like a peak COVID movie because it was very clearly nobody was in the same room. <laughs> Aubrey Plaza's, like, uh, doing something that doesn't make a whole lot of sense in that the movie. one snuck completely by me. I yeah, had no by idea. design, by design. Yeah, they really, did nobody the wanted one, you to see Wrath that. of Man, and that was like pretty cool. Wrath of Man that was, was sick, dude. God, I mean, I'm the biggest Wrath guy Ritchie had. Operation Fortune? Operation Fortune, called? something like that. Yeah. <laughs> <I> <laughs> Operation <think they> <laughs> Fortune, what the fuck? I've never heard of this movie. I think they had to change it a lot because of like Ukraine, Russia No, they did, yeah. Initially, the bad guys were Ukrainian. Oh, really? Yeah, and then they had to change it because of, you know. Friends of people we don't like on Twitter. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, until uh, those people until got they, involved, yeah. we'll leave it to you to fill in who those people <laughs> are. You could put in a lot of different types. You yeah, it's, it's very, it's very mysterious. <laughs> no, it's a big. Listen, I think Josh, Josh Harnett, I think he's having a moment. Harnett. Harnett, isn't that his name? <laughs> no, I know, but I didn't know he was in that movie. <laughs> no, yeah, no, ball. he's he's sick. He's having a moment. He's come back, and I think he deserves it. I think. <laughs> He he's a bona fide hottie with acting chops. Oh yeah, and he never got a fair shake. He's the one from the Black Dahlia, right? Yes. Oh yes. man, he Josh probably, Hartnett. Hartnett. Okay. Probably yeah, got yeah. punished Deservedly for Remember forty days. Remember forty days of forty days of course, nights. Dude, the, the feather, forty yeah. days of nights. Yeah, yeah. What? <laughs> forty, 40 days, days of nights. Forty days of nights. <laughs> forty <laughs> night <laughs> times. <laughs> dude, that would suck. Dude, uh, the movie about a, a guy. No the movie yeah. about a guy who tried not to have sex for forty days and. That's fucking All the people around fuck. him were like, what are you doing? It's <laughs> <laughs> still an insanely ridiculous premise for someone. Really crazy. Yeah. 40 days of no I remember, there, I have like a flash memory at the beginning of that movie because the first scene is he's like having sex with a, with, a, with a stranger and he like can't bust because he's just like, I've been having so much sex lately with so many strangers. This means nothing to me. And so like he like, the girl's like, have you finished? And he's like, yeah, one second. And he goes into his roommate's room and I think the roommate was like a Culkin or something. Mm-hmm. And he goes into his roommate's room. He's like, do you have any like, like white out? And he's like, why? And he's like, I need to pretend that I busted in the condom. Mm-hmm. So I need to put white out in there. And I was like, is that what it's supposed to look like? Yeah. <laughs> That's not what mine does. <laughs> I, thought, I thought you were going to say yes, he jerks his roommate off. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. No, 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 no. He goes into the fridge and steals a jar labeled, come, do not take side, John. <laughs> he should have done the prank that my friends tried to do on me. In they tried to jerk you off. They jerked you off. I beat their asses. Hey, this is Eddie's friends, and this is jerk him off until he comes. Thirteen-year-old <laughs> me not getting molested by another thirteen-year-old boy. That was not going down. Eddie's getting titty fucked by Preston. <laughs> Just guys being guys, man. You know. No. So here's here's the horribly conceived prank. My friend wakes me up. It's like a big sleep, like five of us spending the night at one of my friends' house. He's like, dude, okay, we have the craziest prank we're going to get Michael with. And I'm like, all right, what's the prank? He's like, so I went in the bathroom and I jerked off into this cup. I'm like, that's gross. (laughs) (laughs) That's gross. It was it was actually like toothpaste and hot water, I guess. Because oh. <laughs> I looked and I was like, "That's gross. That's You're not. Like, that's not what the my mind." Like streaks of blue like, in it. Yeah. <laughs> the thing is, I'm. 
13 at this point. Like, if yeah. mine looks different, I'm not going to be like, yeah. that. you should go to a doctor, you know? So he's like, so let's do like the classic, you know, shaving cream tickle thing with him, but he's going to hit himself in the face with my cum. I'm like, that's gross. <laughs> that's next level. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's an awesome prank. Yeah, it's, three, it's like three pranks going on at once. Yeah. But wait, the prank was on me. Oh, I, oh I had to gosh. do it. <laughs> and then the guy who was asleep was awake the whole time oh, ready to like so he let me put it on his hand and then i see him like wake up like a zombie and just go to slap me in the face and i like i, I it doesn't make contact like there's a mess i'm like dude what the fuck that's gross yeah. and they're like well it wasn't actually come but that was the joke because you <laughs> thought you were gonna have come right face, yeah. not him <laughs> and i was like this is Kind of very well thought out, but also a lot of flaws. That's brilliant. You know, it's and like, you're like, screw you guys. I'm gonna go watch 2,000 movies in the next five years. <laughs> Not talk to any of you. Literally, I haven't talked to any of those guys since I was like 17, probably. <laughs> Damn, but seriously, uh, uh, prankster geniuses, all of them. Yeah, really. Like that's that had like more twists than like dress to kill. That was the bam. That was like the bam hand hand lo face lotion yeah. prank. If they actually came in the cup that's like 10 other times yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> if there's one somebody brave enough to bust yeah mm. i think i think oh. what what they should yeah the, the 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 fourth level of prank should have been uh somebody came in the cup while the guy who put the toothpaste Ooh. in wasn't looking and that would have been then the guy gets that's up the out of the bed twist. and slaps the original cup guy <laughs> and goes, what'd you slap me for? And go, that's come. And you're like, no, it's not. I put the toothpaste in there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think they all should have just had sex with each other and jerked each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So like, that's what... We'll, we'll be right yeah. back on explain. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say my movie. My movie. Oh, what'd you watch? Dude, what the fuck? It's my Whoa. fucking segment. Um... Well, I, I I watched I watched the Pope's Exorcist, and, uh, and it was it was really good. And, was it know, actually? Yeah. Well, oh, I mean, maybe really, <laughs> maybe really is, but like good. A, yeah, I, I mean, liked yeah. it. I enjoyed it. You know, it's like a solid exorcism movie. You know, there's like, I think the one of the times the kids like tells the priest like, "You guys are gonna fuck each other" or something like that. Um, but it's mostly just Crow just swagged out. Like it's basically like a rogue exorcist, Whoa. and the Vatican's like. Your rough and rowdy ways are no good, man. You got to tone it down, you know, because he the he like sacrifices animals during his his oh. like exorcisms. Oh, and shit like damn, that. he's hardcore. Um, but yeah, as as in the promo, there's a lot of great shots of like you know, kind of chubbier Russell Crowe on the like Italian Vespa yeah. scooter, and that's like kind of how he gets around. And they really do play. There's like at least five to six <laughs> shots of him riding around on the scooter. Uh, I don't know. It's solid horror fare, but uh, you know, it is. I do have to mention it every time he's brought up, you know, excessively. You know, Russell Crowe does have me blocked on Twitter, so I have. Oh I shit! I forgot. What did you do again? It's, it was just. It was honestly. He's kind it of was soft. because he's of his, soft. He's kind of soft. It was for, because for of the tweet that everyone thinks is epic. Malcolm called him out on it being. Weak. I called him. I called him. There's out a tweet that, really. of Russell Crowe's that says like, "I love maps. Looking at maps and exploring <laughs> boundaries, or some bullshit like that." And Malcolm just said, "Loser." And he. <laughs> 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 We've all got one that one block. They were like, "I feel like I. That's not." I didn't deserve this at all. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, I did call, you know. That's, you did call him a loser. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that's, and for who do you think you are? <laughs> I was Russell like, Crow we're I was like 16 about. or something. <laughs> yeah, Malcolm's <laughs> early tweet game is crazy. True, go through the archives. I shouldn't, I shouldn't expose that on the pod. But, no, no, uh, no, Malcolm was added as a youngster. Like, it's he was in hits. the AAU program of, like, tweeting. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like a science experiment. <laughs> <laughs> 
We'll be right back on Extended Clip. What's the name of the act? The California Dolls. Oh, yeah, the sexy broads. Same ones. Never heard of them. Of course you heard of them. They're outstanding. Well, here's the thing, Sally. These kids got that certain something. They got a magic. They're like rock stars. Believe me, the audience goes crazy. They've got beauty and they've got talent. Call me in the summer. When? June. June? I can't call you in June, Sally. Christ, that's eight months away. Sometimes things when, are all... When it's that things, close, sometimes things are okay. When it's that close, it's kind of like you didn't even hit it. <laughs> I'm talking yeah. to a guy in a Cavs jersey about his team getting eliminated, about me hitting the under... Sometimes yeah, things yeah. are just okay, you yeah, know, like yeah, it's just yeah. work out. <laughs> yeah, hey, yeah, we're both in. It's a hit, dude. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> somebody's winning, right? You know? No, that's a rough <laughs> loss. I'm sorry. Like that. No, it's fine. Yeah, like, sucks. dude, like last month, I was like, fucking Eastern Conference Finals or bust. And yeah. uh, fuck me. You think they blow <laughs> it up? Retool, dude. I don't. I mean, people are talking. I mean, I think we're. If we don't want to get too deep into this, but I don't know if Mobley's going to be the guy everybody thinks he's going to be. Offensively, I'm no. not buying Mobley. No. He doesn't have, I don't know, he has very uh, not killer instincts. The floor is like elevated Gobert, like a little better on offense Gobert. He might be a little better. People are saying dunk it. I'm like, there's no, no way, no, no, dude. No, that's the thing. Everyone, I think it, it's Simmons and all the, it's it's all the Simmons tards who. I was going to say, <laughs> everyone who's ever gotten a check from the ringer uh, yes. thinks he's going to be either Kevin Garnett or Tim Duncan. Yes. And everyone else is everyone like else very questionable know. about his offense. Defensively, obviously, he's like already elite. It's yeah. crazy. But like, come on. Yeah, uh, he's he's not there. He's not there. But he's no. young. He could get there. But no, he's not totally. There. Yeah, he's not there. That's been sports talk. Yeah, we sports really talk. just got to do a fucking basketball podcast. It would be so for much who? better than for movies. Who? <laughs> 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 no, like, no yeah, who's listen? this for, you idiot? <laughs> At least there's like, but st- it would be literally for now. On. No, dude, I went dude. on. I went on Josh Lewis's podcast, and I was like, they were like, so why I, I picked Commando and Under Siege? Yeah, like why'd you pick this? I was like, because. Because Arnold Schwarzenegger is like LeBron, and Steven Seagal is like Russell Westbrook. <laughs> I was like, Who, why are you saying that? I was like, I don't know. <laughs> Sorry, I think every podcast is Bill Simmons. Yeah. I, I, just, yeah. I think you're Bill Simmons. I think yeah. this is how all podcasts work. Yeah. True. I think I'm Ryan Russillo. Yeah. Um, I always think I'm Ryan Russillo. Like, whenever I'm alone too long, I just kind of start thinking in his voice. No, just kidding. My favorite Russillo yeah, clip of all time is peak, like, covid Peak COVID bad content uh, was Bill Simmons' Book of Basketball 2.0, where he Love. decides instead of writing a sequel to his book, he'll just kind of like reboot his book as a podcast because there's no basketball on. Uh, and it, I loved it. I loved yeah. it too. Yeah. Oh, it's one of the dumbest things ever. And I listened to every episode, some of them twice. My favorite part in any of it is when Russillo starts talking about how he wants to have Raya for guys who are friends with each other. You can do a super cut of Russillo being like, yeah, I don't really have any friends. <laughs> He's just like, so often. What's wrong with two elite level guys getting together? <laughs> that is so he awesome. Is so cool, dude. Yeah. One of the greatest, I'm going to go to Summer League this year and meet him. I think that's the, the that's the hodge. It's like...
<laughs> going to summer league and like sitting with fucking uh, uh, sitting behind uh, what's his name Max Christie or one of those yeah. Lakers oh, end of the bench yeah. guys. Max McClung, dude. Uh, yeah, dude. Seeing McClung, seeing Rasilla from across the room, just like fuck it, that's him, that's the guy. Sit, sit behind him and just you know. You know who I'm behind. boys with on Instagram, who I've like messaged with, hmm. is uh, George Niang. Oh really, dude? We're boys. Okay. Yeah, he's on my fucking 2K franchise. Dude, right now. no, he's my, he's my backup power forward. Dude, I posted like a picture of being like contract. a Bengals jersey, and he met, he's like. Who day? I was, like, I was like, George, are you a Bengals fan? He's like, yeah, let's go. And I was like, fuck yeah, dude. dude no, we're boys. Sick. It's awesome. Oh, man. A great announcer <laughs> name when he's like nailing threes. Just like, yang. <laughs> <laughs> we're back on Extended Clip. It's all the marbles. It's directed by Robert Aldrich. It stars Lieutenant Columbo and a bunch of ladies who wrestle with their titties falling out sometimes. It's one of the most, like... If you told me that Nate picked a movie, I would be like, yeah, this yeah. is, yeah, sure. Yeah, like, this, this doesn't help my case much at all. <laughs> I did, I did unfortunately. Have those premises are like that and Smokey and the Bandit, which is just yeah. like Burt Reynolds transporting beers like, yeah. to, a, to a car party. I got kind of caught red-handed. <laughs> it, and it's, it's directed by a guy who grew up down the street from me. Oh, really? really? I didn't know Robert that. Robert Aldrich is from Cranston, Rhode Island. Damn. And he's one of the Aldriches, which is if you're from Rhode Island, that's a that's a name you know uh like basically like every uh governor of the state of rhode island from the 1850s to the 1950s was directly or indirectly related to robert aldrich and his like brother married a rockefeller like they were super 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 elite tier old money new england like federalist types and that is hilarious because his movies always give off that like tough feeling. Oh, like he's like a yeah. tough yeah, got, B movie. My guy man director. gets the goddamn Rust Belt. Yeah, and he, yeah. but yeah, and he looks exactly yeah. not like that. He looks like a fucking like a, a Cranston uh, mayor. Like he looks yeah. incredibly like dumpy. He looks like Just, Peter Griffin almost. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I saw in his wiki that he was like he came from like a super wealthy mm-hmm. family, and that like since he didn't since he was going to school to make movies he was denied like his inheritance they cut him off yeah, absolutely yeah, yeah. no no so, he moved to la like he moved to la penniless and like did the grind working as like in studios and then eventually as like an ad like he he worked his yeah. way up the ranks yeah he was like the god ad basically yeah, yeah. one of the sickest guys of all time that, he must run like shit like the navy i mean a god ad well, he, you kind of fear those guys on set. You he, don't like those guys. He kept like the Aldridge company too. Like he yep. kept like the same oh, yeah. crew that like worked kind of consistently see, on his movies. See, that's the thing. Yeah. Like we say we like movies, but do we like movie millions of dollars? Would we not give it up for millions of dollars like he did? Yeah. 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 No, no, I, I would I would That take, man loves movies. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Exactly. I'm, I'm taking he loves money. them more than me. I'm taking that money and you I'm watching me? I'm watching Brandon and Stimpy, dude. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. You're telling me I can live in an ancient Rhode Island mansion <laughs> and be married to Hortensia Rockefeller the ninth and all of our kids are born like green because we have an old inbreeding disease sign me up dude <laughs> yeah dude you could go to the hot club from something about Mary oh <laughs> come the king of Providence I there was a time when I was in third grade I would tell kids that that uh, I was like I would tell these kids I was like hey I don't want to but if I did I could become governor of Rhode Island. <laughs> like if I started my trajectory right now, I would 100% make it. How did they react to that? They were like, yep, sure. <laughs> Every time Nate tells me a story from his childhood, I'm just like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> that That's that's awesome. Little Nate? It, yeah. That could be like a little Bill type tell him about it, the, Tell him about the Greek. 
Oh yeah, me and me and my two best friends in in high school would show up to uh, for like six months or a year. Uh, once or once a week, uh, would show up an hour early uh, at seven thirty a.m. so we could learn ancient Greek from our Latin teacher. <laughs> Dude, if I went to high school Fuck with Nate, dude. I would make him drink piss. Yeah, <laughs> no doubt, dude. You know what's funny is Nate and I had a day. Nate and I worked on a movie together last year, and we had a day in Providence, Rhode Island, where we like walked around. And he was showing me all the old haunts, and we did walk by his old school. Yeah, and there was a certain strut in his step to where it's like that's a that's a different man. Like yeah. that that grounds had a different started man. running very, like Goku. Well, yeah. <laughs> I used to literally do like Naruto oh, runs. Like, God, but dude. I would do Naruto runs because I was had like 50 pounds of books in my backpack. <laughs> Somebody once said I ran like Naruto because I was wearing, I had a 50 pound backpack on. Why were you running though? Uh, to catch a bus or or just to, for the for the jouissance of being a child. <laughs> the first time I saw a kid do like the Naruto or like anime run, like because this was I was in kindergarten, so it was like 99. I don't know if Naruto was around, but it was a cartoon run, you know, where you put your hands behind your back and you run like a superhero. Uh, and he was like the fastest kid in the class. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, wait, yeah, yeah. is that how you do? It? Oh, I had wheels. <laughs> I ran. I ran pretty goddamn quick. All the Marbles is a film by Robert Aldrich. Uh, Robert Aldrich, yeah, he made films like toward the tail end of the studio era. Saw that collapse. Survived through independent and low budget studio fare in the sixties and seventies, uh, and even into the eighties. He's one of those guys that can say they saw like. The, they worked through the fall of the studio system and they worked in the 80s Hollywood. Mm -hmm. uh, like him, Jerry Lewis, Sam Fuller, a few others. Yeah. Uh, and it is, it's a film about just keep on going. You know, it's a guy who's a, something of a journeyman director and you have this two-bit wrestling promoter played by Peter Falk. And for the most part, for the first like hour of the movie, they're barely getting by on these cheap promos, getting beat up every night. And uh, it feels like a classic, like, like if there's a Cahiers du Cinema review of this in 1982, it would have been like some French critics come like on the magazine and that's yeah. it. Like it's like the, like a, a metatextual reading late style, Robert Aldrich, old American master making a film about hardworking Americans with a TV icon as the star. Like this is like purebred auteurism, right? Oh here. yeah. Oh, yeah. It, it, it's him. It's him doing his own career in microcosm. Yeah. And it, it's the easiest way to read the movie. It's like, that's Robert Aldrich and his movies, are all about how he had to wrestle to get what he got and he didn't play by anybody's rules and if they showed a little skin along the way so be it <laughs> that's also what magic mike 3 is about i realized oh yeah yeah, yeah. I, but, I mean you know i didn't watch that i was too busy watching basketball yeah what well, you, well you know i was watching bodu save from drowning yeah, I, so uh <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I take after my idol, LeCap. So, you know, I've been caught in many lies. <laughs> Old school jazz. Or, well, I listen to a lot of, uh, like, Beethoven and shit, too. Mm -hmm. uh, JT, had you seen much Robert Aldridge before? What did you think about this movie? Um, I've only seen uh, Kiss Me Deadly, which I really loved a lot. One of the best movies ever. Robert Aldrich has like three solid like movies my dad has told me to watch. Like, yeah, he's a few very times. much a dad like, director. Dirty Dozen, Longest Yard, uh, and Vera Cruz are all movies my dad has talked about at all some good point. Yeah, respect to your yeah, dad for the Vera Cruz pick. Yeah. <laughs> 
But, uh, yeah, no, this was sick. Like, the first half of this is just mostly, like, hangout with these, I don't know, fun loser characters. You get, like, uh, I don't know, you get some fun, like, 70s-ish titties in this as well. Like, there's, there's, so, what is there not to theory. enjoy? Yeah. What was your theory that you were positing? Or put bring it to the podcast. <laughs> um, bring it to the podcast? Yeah. Just that, like, I don't know, titties were titties were different. Like, anytime you watch, like, a 70s movies, like, 70s movie, there's, like, they're big swingers, usually yeah. big nipples. Yep. Like, it's just, like, not to say that all titties were huge back then. That would be ridiculous. But they are just built different. Yeah, you know? yeah. The ones that were getting on screen. They had a little bit more of a flourish, kind of like how old sports teams' logos used to have a little bit more jazz in them. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's actually a great jumping off point on like the vibe and the style of this film because like it feels like a '70s New Hollywood type movie. Yeah. But it's in the '80s. It's like what I said earlier. It's like one of my favorite genres of '80s movies are ones that feel like leftovers from the '70s. Yeah. And so JT's theory, like this movie, has him theorizing on '70s titties because everything in this movie, down to the titties, feels like. Leftover from the 70s kind of which is a very old man late style trying to keep up with the times kind of thing Yeah, I mean the everything about the movie is is dated and antiquated even in its time period It's made by a, a geezer director Peter Falk is not young Everywhere that they travel to has not been relevant by even by the time the 80s roll around like they're driving through like Oh, you I don't know. know. Haven't you ever heard of uh, just a kid from Akron? Yeah, he, yeah. he made that relevant. Yeah. Somebody, oh, yeah, a very important man was born there. I forgot about LeCap. <laughs> um, but my, but like they drive the through these places that are like derelict and already old. He drives like a, he drives like a '60s Buick. He drives like an impossibly old car. It's 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 great, and, and like he's always using pay phones. I know they didn't have like uh, that was the technology at the time, but like they live a very very hard scrabble existence and it's very like intentionally rough around the edges and, mm -hmm. and and the grungier i think the better it's it's and that movie's like slimy in like a really authentic way that few movies are yeah well it's also it's like the amount of fight scenes and the amount of we see of these fights you know yeah. it takes up so much of the movie it's like and the he, last 20 minutes is yeah, the last, yeah, the last fight. fight is fucking incredible yeah, and yeah. like so but, even throughout like there's there's pretty extended footage on like mm -hmm. A lot of those fights and to be honest you know i never made me realize i don't think i've ever really watched wrestling before mm -hmm. like that much Ooh. like and it was no this this brought yeah. me back this brought yeah. me back i uh i used to watch a lot of wrestling as a kid yeah and uh the the rope save when you grab the rope you can't get pinned i like yeah. jumped up and like i was like nate did you see that <laughs> you know i got really because yeah, it's like no it's like no the ref should be stopping it the ref should be stopping yeah, yeah, it yeah, no, <laughs> he's not allowed to get pinned <laughs> but the fights are like so i i didn't do that much research, unfortunately. Yeah. So, are these actual wrestlers? These actresses? Did anyone? Does, that, does anyone know that? It yeah, like I don't research. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. JT. All right, uh, I didn't no. do the research. <laughs> well, you know, usually been... I would, but I was kind of busy with. Uh, no, no, it's fine. It's fine. Bodu no. saved from drowning. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, but it's just like the fight scenes are just really well executed to the point where I guess I'm questioning whether the, are they, you know. Real well, the not. one toward the end, the big lady, what's her yeah. name? Big something? Yeah. Uh, big mama. Yeah, she seems like a real wrestler. Yeah. I mean, they got like Chick Hearn announcing it at the end. That's yeah. one of the craziest parts. You got Chick Hearn, who has like a, a, a banner up in Staples Center, like a retired microphone. 
It's not. It's not the crypt. No. Crypto.com center. Yeah. At Staples Center, you can see. Where's that? Not a place anymore. I'm trying to find. I put in my Google Maps. It's taking me to Staples. Yeah, it's taking me to Victorville. So where is it? At the crypto.com arena. Uh, but yeah, like Chick Hearn, the guy who like popularized the phrase slam dunk on TV is in this movie as like the wrestling announcer for the last third. Really bringing it too. Yeah, really like giving he's, it he's really bringing it. And I, I kind of love that like this is a film that does feel like it like it's very thrown together plot wise. It's like clearly just like a road movie where the destination is a fight. that's going to take up the last 30 minutes and the sets aren't very well decorated other than the actual like wrestling rings. They feel like real events, you know, mm-hmm. uh, but everything feels like kind of thrown together, but you have like these big ingredients, you know, you have your big cards that you could pull like mm-hmm. Peter Falk and the access to this whole world that they use and chick Hearn and shit like that. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you, you can make a really good movie out of just those ingredients. Uh, what'd you think about it, Will? Oh, I loved it. I mean, the the last fight I was talking to Nate, it felt very much like the last fight in uh, Meals on Wheels. Do you guys have you guys seen Meals on Wheels? Yes, of yes, course. And it goes on very long. Very yeah. long. It had I arcs, love that one. had arcs, had like yeah. full up and downs, had like a full story within it. And uh yeah, I just thought it was like bastardly done and and like the the potential for a, a fight and scene that long to like lose steam and lose you the audience, especially for wrestling, which is something that, you know, not every American enjoys or watches. The potential to get lost during that is so high. And so the tightrope that you're forced to walk during that mm-hmm. is so thin yeah. and to nail it is like such like it's one of the more impressive things I've seen in a long time. Yeah, to just movie. add the little details through periodically throughout the fight of like okay, we really tease with the with the like introduction like we actually make it long and annoying like okay we actually have the ref like helping this guy out so that he can win a $900 <laughs> side bet. He's, right. He's and like then, throwing and then, the fight. And then Peter's like to his girl, he's like, uh, get the ref. And then like throughout that, that takes like five minutes to, yeah. get to actually but get then the, when, then you when you get to it, you jump up, you jump up in your seat. So, yeah. Well, that's, yeah. I mean, any sports fan, wrestling fan or not, would could appreciate the sacrificing of the ref. The ref gets the ultimate Yes. You know what I mean? You yeah, know, they, exactly. They literally beat up the rat, which is it was know, a so good sick. way for any sports fan to like, you know, get your anger. You don't you don't like to really project your issues onto the cinema, but that's what it's there for. Yeah, yeah. It, you know, the seeing some ref ownage. It's like nah, in, I walk in the apartment. The Nate, Nate, Nate be pointing a Glock at the TV. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Damn backs are on, dude. dude. I man, that we need Robo umps so bad. <laughs> and even if even if I have to personally fire every ump myself yeah. with a Glock, <laughs> we will get Robo umps. Well, you know, I'm, I'm thinking about speaking of shootings in baseball. I'm thinking about going to Old Oakland Coliseum. Oh, um, nice! Um, oh my God, Crokeland. <laughs> yeah, Crokeland. It's uh, it's time to finish what they started. You know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, for your uh, Las Vegas. Yeah, yeah. Well, athletics. Yeah. Back to the movie. Uh, Peter Falk is so fucking good in this. I mean, he's an old man. He's like 10 years maybe plus removed from his prime, probably acting wise. Uh, But he and because at that point in his career, like late period Columbo, he's just so in that character that it doesn't matter how much of his ability is going. He's like perfect. Uh, So he's just like kind of modulating from there and kind of being himself and kind of just like being a casual kind of leading man, likable guy, scrappy guy. And uh, all of his little affectations are really cool. I like the, it's very on the nose, but you know, he's a guy who listens to old opera tapes and uh, yeah. monologues about Pagliacci. And yeah, like, I mean, there's uh, there's just something really like, really just spectacular about 
watching a banana yellow Buick go up and down the hills yeah. and the roads of <laughs> central Ohio while opera plays. Like I, I, yeah. I really can't think of a better use for movies ever. <laughs> I could have watched four hours of that. Yeah. Like literally just like if you just put on a podcast, put on footage of that and told me that the podcast was the people in the car talking and we just looked at 1981 Ohio, Indiana and Michigan yeah. Yeah. through the lens of a yellow Buick. I'm I'm good forever. <laughs> yeah, it is yeah. the the road yeah, movie aspect yeah. of it does become like kind of meta travelogue almost of what a lot of people would consider like not a very beautiful part of America, but it fucking it's sick. Well, yeah, I love yeah. it. And know. he he kind of captures like that very kind of specific sort of like old guy talking and yeah. storytelling when he's yeah. like you can tell like he's like kind of talking about his dad and like in you know learning English as a second language and like you can tell he has no idea where he's going. Yeah, as he's talking, but he just knows he's like I need to distract these women from just kind of yeah. looking around and being like this sucks <laughs> i need to keep talking and like his ability his to make stories it, his go-to yes. you can tell he's told he it a million times yeah, yeah. like yeah. He t he's told it a million times but he also doesn't know how to tell it like right <laughs> and uh and then then so my 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 father he uh he would say uh don't don't do drugs and uh and always <laughs> leave a tip eight percent <laughs> be be concerned. Don't eight percent. That's not more. even. If you, you imagine know, like a pie in eight percent, I would I would send that back to the kitchen and I'd say, "Can I have a bigger piece?" <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, um, and then that yeah, you look up and you're in Des Moines. You're like, "Holy yeah. fucking <laughs> shit!" Well, we. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love the dynamic of yeah, like the older kind of scrappy, basically on the way out type manager with like these, you know, semi desperate I guess wrestlers, and it's just kind of an an interesting dynamic, you know, just to have Falk in the middle of that, just trying to keep these two girls around, you know, and it's just going from, like, hotel room to hotel room. That's a pretty good reveal uh, in the middle of the movie when they're, like, she, you know, one of them knocks on Falk's door, you know, and they have a whole conversation, and then at the end, there's a woman, you know, comes out of the shower. And yeah, I, the shower, yeah. I, I didn't expect that. I, I, you know, I, I didn't know Falk was... <laughs> Holding it down like that. Yeah, yeah, but then it goes on to like kind of embarrass him a little, where the True. two girls are listening in on him pretending to know Robert Redford and like <laughs> you know his version of spitting game to some random girl at some Passover town at a motel and like yeah, so much of this film does take place at like Roach motels and shit, but mm -hmm. it just yeah, it's uh it's that scrappy feeling. I, I love it. it. It really just mm -hmm. yeah, you keep grinding until you get to Vegas, which is like ugly because of how beautiful it is reno how, not vegas oh reno. yeah that's true yeah. reno sorry oh boy uh, uh which is even more fitting for this film i yeah. guess it's kind of the california split special right you know? uh, uh go to and, reno uh, instead of vegas get the real fiends out there you know? and i don't know how to what to call this and I'm, i hope i say it right in a way in which i don't get in trouble but when a movie has mirrors of the characters as another race yeah. and they have to interact yeah love it it's pretty yeah. funny. I yeah. love when that happens, yeah, no, which true. means, and what I, because what I'm saying is, I love people of other races. Yeah, <laughs> is yeah. what I am saying. Which and other it, races? And huh? if you're, and if you're, all of them, all of them equally. Oh, nice. And if you're cutting this out of this episode and saving it, you better include this. So let's say right, I have yeah. include this part. Let's say I have my Mexican American friend Jim. He's the main character of the movie. At some point, he has to interact with caucasian white gym so you like this like alternate version better no 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 no, no that's not what i'm saying no and if you and if you rewind what i said you will say that i did not say that um, well it's kind of to give you know uh, equal love to you know 
equal love. Character. That's all that we care yes. about on extended equal, love, equal love. And that's what Peter Falk is showing. Except maybe not, because then he's showing a little more love to one than the other. And by the way, these girls are not wrestlers. They are actresses who were in a lot of movies. Okay. Damn. Uh, but, you know, I mean, so, the, <laughs> I mean, they must have done some extensive John some, Wick-esque some training. Some tough-ass yeah, movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, one of them, and uh, the, the, the people who, like, you know... Uh, used to subscribe to Fangoria will be like fuming at their podcast. But yeah, Laureen Landon, she was in like the stuff maniac cop, uh, you know, it's alive three. I should have known her for it's alive three, but, uh, you know, kind of like cult horror kind of stuff. So I I apologize to our very fat fans. (laughs) 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 No, I've always said, yeah, like to wear like a horror shirt, you gotta, you gotta be fat to pull that off. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think it was, I, I I feel like it was the first episode only because of how like monumental of an ethos of it. uh, It's become is just like, in one of my earliest memories hanging out with you, Malcolm, was you talking about just like going to the new Beverly and seeing fat guys in Cronenberg shirts. Every time. Yeah. <laughs> they got me. Yeah. If you go online and you try to gotcha. buy like a, like a, they live t-shirt, there's nothing under two X. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't, I mean, you know, Eddie, I didn't notice that Eddie was wearing a Halloween two shirt right now. I'm sorry. To <laughs> oh, one of us. One of us. This is a shirt I bought while I was working with Nate because I ran out of clothes. We were in uh, Douglas, Massachusetts. So I went to the Walmart, the uh, local oh, clothing yeah. store, and I uh, I gripped this Halloween two shirt for nine dollars. That's awesome. They had, they had an awesome bargain bin of DVDs there. Yeah. They had some really good stuff. I think they had. That was the most fiendish thing I've ever done as a cinephile. Was uh, Nate and I both hadn't watched a movie movie in like a few weeks at this point and we were like a week into production on a movie and in the middle of nowhere and we were at walmart and we just got into the dvd bin and just like looked at the names of movies for like way too long when i say like there's probably about you know two three hundred movies in that in that bin we were posted we had eyes we got eyes on every single one Like we did an optical That's assessment legendary. of every you single movie. You imagine being like had. a Walmart employee, being like, and you just see like two like strange-looking boys, <laughs> being like, being like, they're like knights at Rodanthe, and you're like, what are they doing? <laughs> you imagine being the guy working on that production who had to drive us there and was waiting for us at Walmart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's in line at the worst subway in the world, and we're like, dude, they had taking a Pelham one, two, three. Not gonna buy it, but they had it. <laughs> Wait, which version? Both. <laughs> I I mean, as a fan of this podcast, I feel like everyone listening is like, damn, I wish I was there. <laughs> legendary, legendary, legendary like, sesh. When, when Eddie and Nate shut down the Walmart, dude. Yeah, dude. Crazy. Just old comedy podcast where they talk yeah. about like Louie at the cellar. <laughs> yeah. Dude, we got in the bin and went DVD skunk. It's just the best <laughs> mode you can go. Got fingerprints all over that shit. Uh, we've been running so long in this that we haven't even talked about the movie but you know what it's a fucking great movie or we have talked about the movie but not as much as we usually would but it's a great movie and not that much happens in it really so there's not much to describe but it gives you a great feeling and I think it's a great movie what about you guys you guys think it's a great movie or what I do it's one of those movies again like the last one where Will and I uh, were reminded of ourselves we do that a lot just you know the, the life of just a, a desperation level performer. Notice it's Nate saying this, not me. No, 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 no. You I'm agreed. awesome. I have a good life. You agreed. You agreed. I'm, I'm doing great. Will was like, man, the he's, I'm so jealous of these people. They have $125. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's a movie about being a a, a desperate, miserable yeah, performer. Nate's like, Nate's like, we this sucks. We suck, don't we? Meanwhile, I got two phones to my ears. 
<laughs> business. A hot Constant. babe on either, on both of them. Yeah, dude. you're you're calling the unemployment office. No, I'm not. <laughs> What's that? No, I'm not. You're calling a soup kitchen, making reservation for one. No, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> also, if you're cutting that out to to put in a file as well, you must include me saying no, I'm not as well because I actually wasn't. All doing the, that. the clippers are out this episode. A lot of good clips for yeah. you know, for the clip heads. We're talking about the Clippers. Yeah, the Clippers are out. out. Yeah, yeah. Clippers are out. Eat shit if you're listening. I hate the Clippers. That's also our fans, the Clippers, you know? Yeah. Um, Speaking of, I want to watch basketball, so let's wrap it up here. Uh, Great movie. Uh, We do have an email this week, actually. I wanted to get to... Oh, yeah, ratings. Ratings, ratings, ratings. Shout them out. How many bullets out of five? JT, give us something. Final thoughts and ratings, JT. Four and a half. It's just a lot of fun these characters um i love the crazy moment of the ending where they drop down the california flag Um, made me miss la like when just that moment of them uh just celebrating their well-deserved victory uh yeah no a lot of fun i felt so much pride as a california i love that that they they throw the setup la misses you too They love that they throw up a California flag, a state that they do not go to in the movie. (laughs) But hey, their team is repping California. It's funny because I actually thought about Bad News Bears because of that. I was like, oh, it's like a California team. It's kind of like that same vibe of driving around with your teammates. I'm like, wait, they've just been in fucking like Cleveland like the whole time. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. uh, Cleveland's a bad example. That's a big city. But regardless, I think it's a great movie. Four bullets. Uh, Nate and Will. 4.5. 4.5. This is a a six shooter. This is a six bullet for me. This is the hardest five. I love it so much. Four bullets. Four bullets. Email. We have some? Uh, We do have one. This one came in five days ago and it says... Just heard Malcolm's flaming hot take that Fuller is the best action director pre-martial arts. Reminds me of when cats claim that X-Band invented punk music. Cats? Yeah, like when a cat in your local record store. Oh, a cat? Who the fuck is this loser? (laughs) (laughs) Don't call me. I ain't no cat. (laughs) (laughs) Bomani Jones did call friend of the podcast, Peter Lucas, a cat on his podcast the other day. Shout out to Peter. One of the funniest podcast clips of all time. Peter, if if it's any solace to you, you're not racist. No, you're not racist. You're not (laughs) one of them, as Bomani called you. Uh, the email continues. What about a little filmmaker by the name of Phil Carlson? Sure, mm, I like him wow. too. That, you can't. This is the second time someone has taken an <laughs> yeah, antagonistic no, tone in the emails. emails. These guys Directly come with me. receipts to you. They you are. Know, I think. I think our fans kind of like. There's a good segment of our fans that have turned on us. You're getting <laughs> aired out, dude. <laughs> but they're so uh, 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 true. They're right, but it's, who's, who's the most hated? Uh, uh, me, Scott. Yeah, Eddie. I'm like the oh, most yeah, hated person. Yeah, that on that uh, that's horrible. That, that track. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm well liked. They go on to say, just wanted to ask you guys if there's a contemporary filmmaker doing the Fuller slash Carlson beat, as I have a thirst for some meat and potato action cinema. Keep going you can't on. Be thirsty and... for meat and potatoes. Hey, dog, you're dog, you're hungry. Dog, you mixing metaphors, my man. Come on, now. Sausage and meatballs. How about that? Yeah. Let's go. Oh, I'm supposed to answer the oh. question. I don't know. Fucking Zaller. I don't. I don't know. Do you have Craig an answer? Zaller. 
or what did he ask? Who's like Carlson and Meat Fuller? and Potatoes Action Cinema. That's like pre-Disney Jean-Colette Sarah, right? I think pretty I sure so. we talked about him earlier, Mr. Guy Ritchie. Oh, yeah. Guy Ritchie, yeah. That's, yeah, yeah. yeah. See the Wrath of Man. Check out his American Sniper. Yeah, yeah. I'm so pumped for that. Yeah, it's going to oh, be sick. Oh, baby. It's the translator. You know? Yeah, the translator. What are you, the translator? I like that it me. does have an official alternate title as Guy Ritchie's The Covenant. True. Which is pretty cool. Um, name above the title, just like me. Eddie's extended clip. This has been another episode of it. Uh, Nate and Will, obviously the big plug, a closer look. Uh, but timing wise, this will come out in like mid May. You guys have anything timely to plug for May? Because you guys are both stand up comedians. No, no, nothing will be done by then. No, nothing will be done. If by you could then. actually delay the release of this episode until May 2024, <laughs> yeah, we might have something by then. They're yeah. cooking though. That's 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 a sign for the, oh, the yeah. Nate and Will fans. They're cooking right now. Yeah, we're cooking a bolognese. Yeah, it's yeah. gonna yeah. take about a year. I made a pretty good bolognese without meat the other day. Yeah, oh, and he's, that, tofu that, bolognese. He's on his vegetarian great. stuff. That's cool. wow. Um, if you're a fan of not Nate and Will, but Nate and Eddie, <laughs> oh yeah, Ephus <laughs> will come out sometime. Uh, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> probably probably gonna uh, be Next ready year? for festivals in June. Okay, targeting awesome. targeting uh, fall festival release, uh, for, and then you know, uh, twenty five hundred theaters shortly after that by Christmas. Awesome. And if Love you're a fan of Will and you don't like Nate, hit me up. Let's hang out. <laughs> yeah. I mean, come on. You, you will get... have to come back to our house where we do everything together. <laughs> That's fine. You are going to have to play chug poker with us where we do poker and the loser has to chug a beer every <laughs> hand. Uh, so yeah, I'm going to be there and I'll make you chug. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Last time I came over <laughs> yeah, for poker, you guys were drinking Kratom. Oh yeah. yeah, well that's that's well I'm trying to be healthy. Faster slow. <laughs> trying to be healthy. Were you guys on the the, the stuff that makes you go up or down? The ups. Uh, the ups. Oh yeah, yeah dude. Yeah, I'm the yayo. Up. We're on the yayo, dude. <laughs> yeah, I dude. think that's why I lost. <laughs> I was smoking weed. They were drinking crack kratom. I guess. Yeah. Kratom's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. cheap as hell. It's, yeah. it's so kratom. Kratom's sick. Dude. It's yeah. really nice. Kratom's pretty nice. I yeah. had a nice kratom kick like four years ago. I need to get back on it. It's mellow. We should get one of those kratom sponsors maybe like the local vape store that sells we could, kratom we could definitely there's Our a buddy local... works at like a kratom tea shop we'll hook it up oh let's nice. do it dude hell yeah actually we could get a promotion if you're in the that one in the north yeah if you're in the northeast la area that's this podcast's region this podcast has been recorded in glendale and highland park we are all about the northeast la whoa yeah. so if you're in outwater village and you go to that Kratom place. That's the place. Rust Belt of, of Los Angeles. It is, yeah, of yeah, Los yeah, yeah, Go yeah. to that Kratom place. Like you drive a yellow Buick up and down uh, uh, Glassell Park, up and down <laughs> San Fernando Boulevard. Play this podcast out loud at the Kratom place while you're getting fucked up at your own table. Also, I, a lot of a lot of smoke shops, they just have it, too, if there's one near People you. are getting real flagrant <laughs> with the listening to podcasts out loud thing. Yeah, I don't like, like it. Like you're on the you went on the bus and like someone was listening to one. I was I, I was taking a little vacation, a little uh, a little uh, 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 road trip with my sweetie, if you will. Okay. And uh, we stopped in Portland, Oregon, and I I see at the outdoor cafe this homeless gentleman who's rolling a joint, listening to I think Tim Dillon. <laughs> oh my god can i can i be honest uh i i i don't have headphones uh that like plug into my iphone so last night i 
Last night I did blast a NASCAR podcast in the grocery store. <laughs> did you really? <laughs> what? God that's, damn, that's you are fucking, <laughs> dude. You are fucking pawn scum, dude. So you, damn, I, I don't you think I could... fucking. I've been I have been watching you slowly lose all sense of like social decency. You're walking around the street in the robe. You're fucking blasting podcasts out loud. Not blasting. I was, no, it was hell, a, only a volume dude. that only I could hear. <laughs> yeah, You're right. To like, my ear, like it was a light speaker phone call. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you're like a, I was taking you're a meeting. You're walking around dude. like that Antifa homeless guy. You know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mortifying. <laughs> Goodbye. I'm going over there now to get a signature on our contract and then the Nevertheless, the situation made me take stock of myself. Evaluate my assets and liabilities. Honey, I love your assets and liabilities. Please, Rock, let me finish. <laughs>